Thank you for joining us. Remember, you can watch our services live and view our archive at StevensCreekChurch.com, the Stevens Creek app, or on our Roku channel. And if our ministries have touched your life, we'd love to hear about it. Send us an email to mystory@stevenscreekchurch.com. We hope today's message encourages and inspires you. Enjoy the message. Good morning, Stevens Creek. How you feeling? Woo! Yeah! Awesome. So great to see y'all this morning. Uh, and uh, for those of you who are watching online and um, in our video venue, welcome. Can we make them feel welcome this morning for joining us? So glad to have you guys. And uh, we are continuing in our All In series. And before we get into our message this morning, I just want to say thank you. Last week, we challenged you to take your next step to either join the church or to sign up to serve. And over 200 of you signed up to go all in here at the church. And that is great news. God is doing some amazing things here and just so grateful for that. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, go with me to Luke chapter 23, starting at the 39th verse. We're going to be talking about going all in on your time this morning, all in on your time. And it reads, one of the criminals who were hanged railed at him saying, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him saying, do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due rewards of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. And he said to Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. I want to talk about being all in on our time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Allow our hearts to be open to what you would say. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. So there was a story one time about um, a king, and uh, this king was friends with a, a common man, a common man, and uh, this king and this common man were hanging out one day, just a regular guy, and the guy was really sad, and so the king said, what's going on? What, why are you so sad? And the man said, well, there are some people spreading some rumors about me. I, I can't find a job because they are saying that I never get my work done in time, that I never finish my work in time. And so the king said, you know what? I don't want you to be sad. We are friends and here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to allow you to go into my vault from now until sundown, until sunset. And you can take as much treasure as you want out of there from now until sunset. When the man heard this, he was so excited. He was so elated that he ran home to tell his wife. He walked through the door and said, baby, we are going to be rich. Let me tell you what the king said. And so after he finished telling her what the king said, she said, okay, go back to the palace and get it. And he said, no, it's okay. I got time. Let me eat some lunch first. And so he sat down and ate some lunch. And then, you know, after lunch, he, he got a little tired. So he took a nap and an hour later, he grabbed some bags from the house and he set out to 
go back to the palace. But on his journey back to the palace, he began to feel a little hot and warm. And so that Georgia sun was just beating on him. And he decided to find a tree to settle under. And he went under a tree and rested there. And two hours later, he decided he would start back again. And on his way starting again, he ended up seeing a uh, a magician who was doing magic tricks. And in the midst of that, he stopped and watched the man for an hour. After that, he finally made his way back to the palace. But when he got there, the sun was setting, the palace gates were locked, and he realized that a golden opportunity was wasted and passed him by because he had ran out of time. You know, some of us in here right now feel like we run out of time, that we don't have enough hours in the day. The people in our texts could relate to this dilemma of running out of time because you see all of their time was running short. There are three people uh, in our text. There are two thieves and Jesus hanging in the middle of them. They are all on a cross being crucified. Uh, The two thieves, the scripture does not tell us their name, but uh, Catholic tradition says one of them, his name was Demas. And in this story, this man had realized that his time was running out. You see, the plans he may have made for a month later, uh, a week later, even a day later, were now completed. They had no hope of being completed because he had run out of time. And although scripture doesn't tell us much other than that he was a criminal, that he was one who was thieving and robbing, but I believe in these few short verses, we can learn a few things about being all in on our time, to be all in on our time, that God can use our time to make an impact and to do something great. Here, Here are a few things that we need to learn. The first thing is that we all have a limited amount of time. You see, in this man's case, he did not know when his time was going to run out, but the reality is we all have a limited amount of time. There are only 60 seconds in a minute. There are only 60 minutes in an hour. There are only 24 hours in a day. There are only seven days in a week. We all have a limited amount of time. Rick Warren says this, that time is our most precious gift because we only have a limited amount of it. For this man, his time was running out. And he realized the limits of his time. Moses understood this clearly because in Psalms 90 verse 12, he he says, teach us the brevity of life. Teach us the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. You see, when we understand how limiting time is or how limited time is, we understand the value of time. And here's the other reality is that when we are doing one thing, it usually means that we can't do something else. How many times have you picked up your phone once because you got a notification and an hour later you are still scrolling? Okay, that's not you. Well, that happened to me this week. I was sitting watching TV with my wife. I got one notification about something and an hour later I got lost because I was playing on the face app. If you look right here, yep. I think I'm going to be a handsome grandpapa. And yes, yes, I know the Russians created it. It's okay. It's fine. 
all right? But here's the reality. The time I spent playing with the face app was time I couldn't do something else. The time we spend doing one thing limits us from doing another. A late night at the office means that you probably can't tuck your kids in at night. Choosing to study, for me one time uh, when I was in college, I had a test the next morning. I don't even remember the subject. I don't even remember uh, the class. But I knew I had a test the next morning and a few of my friends said, hey, we're going to Memphis. I went to college in Cleveland, Tennessee at the Lee University, the greatest university in the world. Um, and they said, hey, we're going to Memphis to see the Grizzlies play because the Lakers are playing and Kobe Bryant is my favorite player. And I decided to study and not go to the game. And at 2 o'clock in the morning, they come back, wake me up and tell me, Kobe scored 60-something points. It was the greatest game I ever seen. And to this day, I'm still mad that I chose to study instead of go to the game. But the reality is, when we choose to do one thing, it means we can't do another thing. And because we know we have limited time, it causes us to value time, and time is like currency. And here, here's your next fill in the blank, is that the way we spend our time reveals our main priorities. The way we spend the currency of time and the places that we spend that time reveal our main priorities. The difference between what you say you value and what you really value is where you spend your time. You, in the case of this man, we don't know what he said he valued, but he probably said all the things that we normally say, God, family, and all those things. But what was really important to him was to get it quick, to get back at the Romans, to steal, to, to, to do criminal things, because that's where he spent his time. And this is what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 21. He says, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. Where you spend your treasure, where you spend your time, that's where your priorities are. That's where the things that you value, the things that matter to you, that is where those things are located. If you spend time with your family, I can tell you that that thing matters to you. If you spend time working on your craft and working on things that uh, are attached to your purpose, that thing val is valuable to you. And here's the truth. The results of our life are directly connected to the time that we spend. What happens in your life, the results in your life, where you see yourself are directly connected to where you spend your time. For this man, his criminal behavior led him to have a difficult punishment. And he acknowledges this. He says, my actions led me here. My punishment is just because of what I have done. This is what Galatians 6 and 7 says. Do not be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. What, what the seeds you sow, the things you spend time on, that is what you're going to reap. If I could say it a different way, 
is the time you spend today purchases the real estate of your tomorrow. What you want your life to look like. How you want your relationships to look. How you want the things in your life to look like are spent based on what you do today. Where you go today. The places that you invest this currency called time. And Paul, dealing with this, tells us an interesting, uh, 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 interesting thing about time. We really only have two places to spend time. We can spend time on fleshly things or we can spend time on spiritual things. This is what he says in Galatians. He says, those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. You see, we have the option to choose to spend our time in certain places. And practically, that means every moment that you spend encouraging your children and spending time with your children, that is time well spent. Every moment you spend uh, taking care of your responsibilities and doing the practical things, that, that is time well spent. But sometimes we spend time on things that are detrimental to us. Things that do not develop us, do not help us, that do not uh, push us towards a good end or expected end and we wake up and realize how did I get here but we got to where we are today based on where we spent our time yesterday and if we want our tomorrow to look different we've got to do something different with our time here's the third thing that I want you to do is to take inventory of the time you have wasted In this room right now, and those of you who are watching online, we have so many different places in life. Some of you are about to start high school, and you are so excited because you just went school shopping, and it's going to be amazing. Some of you have just graduated college, and you you got your first job, and you're, you're starting life. Some of you are in the middle of raising children, and Lord... Have mercy on us. Others of you are about to start retirement. And you're about to get a windfall of time that you're trying to figure out what to do with. Here's my encouragement. Take inventory of that time and see where you have wasted time. And the reality is that we all waste time and have margin to make some changes. We have all wasted time in our life. We have all have places in our life where we are spending time on things that have no significance, on things that do not matter. The man in our text, he is telling this story so well, and he he is saying to Jesus and to his other thief, he says, do you not fear God? In other words, he is saying, do you see the limited amount of time that we have? Is this really what you want to do? Is this how you want to spend your time mocking Jesus? To repeat the mistakes that you have already been making? He takes inventory and realizes where he has wasted his time. Where he has fallen short. Where he has margin for change, margin for transition, margin for things 
to be different. This is what Ephesians 5, 15, and 16 says. He says, look carefully then on how, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. We've got to take a reality check on the time that we have and say, am I spending my time wisely? Am I spending my time on things that matter? Am I spending my time on things that make a difference? Because I want to remind you of what I've been saying through this whole series is that in order for us to be all in, we have to realize that we have been created on purpose to fulfill purpose. And that purpose is to make a difference in the lives of others. And and we have to take inventory and say, is the time that I'm spending making a difference in others or is it just making a difference for myself? self because if I live selfishly I will never make the impact that God intended for me to make if I live just for myself I will never fulfill the purpose of God on my life and do what he has called me to do in the earth this man takes inventory of the time that he has spent he takes inventory and realizes that he has wasted a lot of time and my brothers and sisters we have done the same there are been times in our lives where we have wasted we have walked away from the things that God has wanted us to do we have spent time with people we have spent time in places that have just been a waste of time there have been some relationships that have not been a benefit but that has drawn drawn away from us or drawn out of us and they have uh, depleted our reserves and not added to our reserves we have wasted time in 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 situations and this man realizes that it was his fault on the time he has wasted he takes ownership and responsibility of the time he has wasted and this is not a fill in the blank but this is good and As we take inventory, I want to encourage you to make time to do good things for God. As you take inventory of your time, I know you have a lot of things. I, I know we all have situations that we need to take care of and we have responsibilities. But as you take inventory, as you find the margin in your life, the places that you can change... Begin to repurpose that time to do good things for God. And some of you, that starts with just spending time with God. To make reading your Bible, spending time in prayer, a priority, not an option. For others of us, it's finding an opportunity for our gifts and talents to be used by God to do good things. Look look at what Paul says. He says... And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, as we have margin, as we take inventory and find space and opportunity, let us do good to everyone. And especially to those who are in the household of faith. But here's the main point is that he wants us to find the opportunities to do good. That in the margin of our lives, in the time, and and here's the reality. Is that quantity is not as important as quality. 
I, I found this out really the hard way because I tell my wife all the time that I can do two things at once. And, you know, she gets frustrated because I can half listen to what you're saying and do something else. But she would rather have 10 minutes of my undivided attention than an hour of distracted time. And can I tell you what matters to God is fully surrendered time to him. And if we're going to be all in on who he's created us to be, all in on the opportunities, all in on our next step, we've got to be all in on surrendering the time that we have to God. To make room in the margins of our life for what God is doing. And for this man on the cross who sees Jesus and sees the other thief, he does not entertain continuing in the mistakes that he has made. He takes inventory of his life and he realizes that his time is short, his time is limited, but he makes the decision that I'm not going to continue doing the same thing because that same thing gave me the same results. And so he rebukes his thief and in that he acknowledges Christ's divinity. But then he makes a request of God and his request surrenders the time that he has left in humility And for those of you who are taking inventory, who are struggling, who are going through things in regards to time, I want to tell you, here's the fourth thing that when you find yourself in this place that you can request God's help in faith. That no matter where you are, no matter how much time you've wasted, no matter how far you've gone from God, no matter what you are dealing with, that you have the time to request God's help in faith. This man says two words that stand out to me. He says, remember me. He tells God to remember me. And in that, he proves to us this valuable truth that no matter how late the hour, we can always call on God. No matter how difficult the circumstance, no matter how difficult what we're facing is, We can always call on God. He is on a cross about to die and he says to Jesus, remember me. Jesus is in the same place that he is, but he connects by faith and says, although he is here, I know he has more power than this. Although he is here, I know the only person that I can look to, the only person I can depend on is Jesus. Jesus, remember me. David understood that you can request God's help in faith. This is what he says in Psalms 46 and 1. He says that God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in the times of trouble. My daddy used to say it like this, that while you are trying to figure it out, God has already worked it out. That if we would be willing to say, God, help me. We don't have to say anything elaborate, no extra uh, eloquent prayer that if we could just say, God, help me. God, remember me. God, fix this. That he is our refuge and strength. That he is always ready, willing to help us in the time of trouble. Paul says it like this in Romans. He that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, I just dare you to request God's help in faith. That if you would just say, Lord, help me. God, forgive me. Lord, save me lord fix this problem this is what this man says he says remember me jesus 
I know I've wasted time. I know I've messed up. I, I know I got myself in the mess that I'm in. But remember me. Remember me, Jesus. While I'm here. And some of you are saying that right now. God, I don't know how I'll have time to do what you've called me to do. I don't, I don't know how I have time to fix this. I, Lord, help me. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, I want to encourage you that you can always call on God. He hears and he answers prayers. He's here to deliver. He's here to set free. He's here to make a way in Isaiah. He says, I make a way in the wilderness. I make ways where there are no ways. Sometimes we we come to a fork in the road and God makes a way straight. And in this moment, the man, as he says, remember me, God does something special. And I want to encourage you that as you request God's help in faith, if you would be willing to surrender your time, because that's what he was doing. He says, I don't have time, much time left, but the time that I have, God, I'm going to give it to you. What I have left, I'm going to surrender that to you because when I was in charge, I wasted it. When I was in charge, I messed it up. When I wasn't following you, it led me down a wrong path. But with the time I have left, I want you to do something with my life. Lord, remember me. I give it back to you. And this is what God will do. If we go all in on our time, if we will surrender what we have, the limited time we have to him, God will redeem our time he will make something out of nothing he will take the limited time that we have and do something great with it here's what he will do first thing he will give us grace for yesterday there is no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus the mistakes you made there's grace for that the time you've wasted there's grace for that in fact he says i will remember your sins no more i'm not going to let you reap what you've done because i paid for the mistake i paid for the sin i died for that and i rose to break the power of sin death hell and the grave i'm gonna give you grace for your yesterday but here's what what else i'm gonna do i'm gonna give you hope for today There are some of you facing challenges that we could not even imagine. And here's here's the thing. Sometimes God will not change your circumstance. But in the midst of what you're going through, he will give you hope. He will give you joy in the midst of what you're going through. And people are wondering, why can you smile when everything is going wrong? It's because God has given me a hope that... I I don't look like what I've been through and where I am is not the conclusion of my story that there is still more that there is still something else that he's going to do that I have hope that the God who started this work in me is going to complete it and I'm not going to be left here he's going to perform his word I believe him and I receive it but here's the final thing that God does he doesn't just give us uh, grace for yesterday or hope for today He gives our life eternal significance. Say, what do I mean by that? 
This thief who wasted majority of his life, scripture doesn't tell us how old he is, but he wasted most of his life on things that didn't matter, chasing things that were unimportant, going down roads that led him to death and destruction. And with the final moments of his life, he said, Lord, you can have it. And God takes this man's story and says, you are going to be the first to partake in the promise that I'm making to the rest of humanity that if you will believe in me, you shall have eternal life. And now this man's story is told in perpetuity for all time, as long as the Bible is read, as long as Jesus' story of crucifixion is told. His story is told. His life has eternal significance because it says no matter where you are, no matter how much time you've wasted, if you would be willing to give God your life, he can make something of it. And here's the bottom line. When we are all in on our time, God takes the time we have surrendered and allows it to leave an eternal legacy. God wants your life to matter beyond this moment that he wants your life to make an impact that echoes through the halls of history that when you get to heaven you will see the lives that have been impacted and changed because you surrendered your time because you said I'm all in God on who you created me to be on the opportunities and with the time that I have God I surrender it to you You see, we all have an opportunity to go all in on our time. For some of us, today is the day that we say, Jesus, I'm going to trust you as my Lord and Savior. I'm going to give you my life. For others, today is the day that we say, Lord, I need to reevaluate where I've been set, spending my time and put it in things that matter. God, I, I, I need to reevaluate my time because these relationships are more important than the other places I'm spending my time. For others of us, this next step really is to spend time with God. To take an opportunity to carve out time in the margin of our lives to let God speak to us. And to find the time to serve our family, our community, and our church with the gifts and talents that God has given us. I want to pray. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for challenging us to go all in on our time. Lord, help us to recognize and realize that our time is limited. But Lord Jesus, that you can do a lot with our limited time. Help us to re reorganize our priorities on things that have eternal value. And God, help us to reach out to you in faith, trusting you, not only with our time, but with our problems, with our future, 
with the challenges that we face, that we would turn to you not to rely on our, our strength, but we would lean on your understanding. We would lean on your power, that we would trust in you. And God, we thank you that you have promised to redeem our time, that you will forgive us for the places that we have fallen short, that you would give us hope for these moments, God, that Lord Jesus, even through the tears, we'll be able to lift our hands and say thank you. That even through the storm, we'll be able to trust you. And God, finally, that you will use our life to echo through the halls of history, to leave a lasting impact, to make a difference in the lives of others. Father, for the person who needs to say yes to you today, I pray that they would pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, save me change me make me into the person that you want me to be and father i just pray for your people right now that you would bless us that you would restore relationships that you would restore years that have been stolen god that what the enemy intended for evil that you would turn around for our good and father we would be careful to lift your name up to give you glory to give you honor because you deserve it in the name of the lord jesus we pray and every believer shout amen Amen and amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening. If you would like to help support the ministries of Stevens Creek Church, please go to StevensCreekChurch.com and click the Give button. See you next time.